Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 8th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and this is your post-AEW Dynamite review. We've got so much to talk about. We've got shows every night here on Fightful, every night of the week, uh, every major show we have a post-show for, so join in with us. We also have tons of afternoon uh, news shows as well. Check out all those. We've got a lot of NWA Always Ready coverage this week. I, I had an interview with the very charismatic Kerry Morton. Like, he's the talker in the family, and he's barely wrestled. Uh, you guys are going to want to check that out. You'll be hearing a lot about Kerry Morton in the, the coming decades. Got Kylin King this week, who you've seen on AEW a whole bunch of times, and she tells us why exactly she's not around. But most importantly, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, and subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's our exclusive news service. It's, it makes... Shows like these possible. Today, I had a, a pretty significant update on MJF's interests, how his week went after that Dynamite promo last week that has not had a follow-up as of yet, and about how he hung out in Los Angeles last week. Uh, plenty of stuff there. I'm going to have an Adam Cole update tomorrow on FightfulSelect.com. So subscribe over there, but you're here right now. So leave us a thumbs up. Donate a super chat or a humper chat to get your question or statement read on the air. Humperchats.com or here on youtube.com slash fightful. We have Alex Palowski. He's a big part of that fightful select service. He's there reviewing Raw and SmackDown every week. He's got a bunch of pay-per-view reviews over there as well. Alex, how you doing? Uh I'm I'm doing really well. I'm I'm uh I'm as I always say, Wednesdays, Wednesdays are my favorite night of the week. Because it's fun it night. Just, I, I just I just get I just get to sit back and watch. And um, and very rarely do I do I have quibbles, uh, and it's just it's just it's nice to be able to just sit and watch and not have and I just know that what I'm watching has a plan moving forward, and I'm I like I like where it seems to be going. 
Well, I have plenty of quibbles tonight. I've got some sure. things that I didn't like on the show. I've got some things that I really liked. As we were going on the air, I mentioned Alex. This was, we've only got a 10-pound sack. Here's 15 pounds of shit. That's we got to right. fit it all in there. And I like that. There's a lot going on here, including our friend Hugh Janus saying Danielson is out one to two weeks with an undisclosed injury right around the time you might want to isolate in Japan ahead of, ahead of Dominion. Makes you think. Uh, no, he was injured. I mean, I, I don't. Maybe he'll pop up over there. I don't know, but he's he's got an injury. We broke that news on FightfulSelect.com. Injury bug going around. You hate to see it. Miro eighty nine says taking my niece to her first AEW event with Forbidden Door. Our last was War Games or Alex War Games. By the way, Connie's Pizza on Archer in Chicago is the best in the world. Hey, they gotta pay us, buddy. They gotta pay us. By the way, I, I, it is time to admit, guys, I am on the A&W payroll. They sent me a lot of stuff. Um, Alex, buddy, mm-hmm. you're not alone. I got $5 with your name on it right here. Ooh. Bear bucks. Look, look at that. Bam. Ooh, wow. Bam. Wow. More, a, a, more A&W bits on today's list in your boy. Check it out. But we started out with the Battle Royal, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they... They were like, well, we didn't get to do the Casino Battle Royal, a double or nothing. But yeah. by God, here it is. You all Let's asked where it, it was. Mm-hmm. Let's do it now. I have long been a proponent of WWE doing a Raw Rumble, or quite honestly. Like Pop will. a number in September or October. Who could possibly care? Yeah. Um, they've, they've done televised Rumbles before. But the Casino Battle Royal works out really, really well because you can – do entrances, cut to a commercial break, come back and do more entrances. Based on just the format alone, how did you feel about this? I love the Casino Battle Royal. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a. See, with, with a with a with a Royal Rumble, thirty might might be like a little too a little too many because then you start filling out with stuff that you don't need in there. Um, but twenty plus the Joker, I think, is is just right. The quibble that I had with this was that I thought. With the stakes that are involved here, it really should be the creme de la creme. And I honestly, agree. a lot of it was. However, like Platinum Max is one thing because you're going to pop the crowd with his rap. But you don't need the ass boys in a match of this importance. Nobody nobody believes for a second that the ass boys are going to win. I mean, they don't believe Matt Cash are going to win either, but you need somebody to, to get to, to take the big bump out. There were a bunch of guys in this match who I was like, oh, there were at least half the people in this match who you could have convinced me are the guy to come out of this match. Um, the, no, this, rank the the number two through five ranked wrestlers, right? Wardlow, Hangman, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, they weren't in this. No, that, and, and later on we we heard Wardlow's explanation, which was bad. By well, the way, we'll talk about that. Adam Cole within kayfabe, he ain't hurt. Where's Malachi Black? Where's Chris Jericho? Where's Hangman? Well, you could have explained Hangman away by Tony Khan being like, well, he kind of told me what belt he was going for. So I said, we're going to cool it on this. Or you could say, we did a lottery. We did a random draw. We did any number of things. Just make it make sense to me because there's no reason to not have a lot of this talent in there, Alex, when you got the guns. Well, the the thing you, you immediately ran into a problem when they announced this, this whole thing last Friday, um, which was on Wednesday, they showed us a graphic that said Wardlow was ranked number one. 
Yes. And then he won his match and he dropped in the rankings. Um, and they had to, he was still ranked number one when they announced that John Moxley was the number one contender. And then they went and they updated the rankings to just jump Moxley head of Wardlow. Yeah. Um, so that that's a problem that you have there where you need to be able to figure out a way of being consistent with those rankings, whatever, if you have them, you got to use them, right? You got to be consistent with it. Um, my, my thing was, I think they should have done this. The top four guys you have uh, uh, in any order, Hangman, Cole, uh, Wardlow, and Moxley. They're the top four. Do a elimination-style four-way match in the main event of tonight's Dynamite, and that's the guy who represents AEW against the guy from New Japan. In, in the th- you, you didn't need to have all these extraneous dudes. The top four guys in this match, and you could have convinced me any one of them, would have been the guy to then become the interim champion of AEW. But you got you got guys like Tony Nese. No, all due respect to Tony Nese, I don't believe Tony Nese is going to be the guy coming out and becoming interim champion. Oh man, Jam Beard says OC Samoa Joe Lethal Jericho Moriarty could have been in the match instead of Caster Ass Boys Hager and Nice. Well, I mean Moriarty from a storyline perspective wouldn't have made as much sense as the other guys, but OC's hurt. So I mean we've seen him with the sling. Yeah. But Joe, Lethal, Jericho, all that, that would have made a lot of sense. Uh, Patches Redacted says a lot of people don't realize that from 1870 to 1959, Kansas City had one of the biggest streetcar systems in the company country. <laughs> people only remember 1870 as the year that Bobby Fish started his wrestling career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, Dealer says, can we talk about the botch countdown queue? You'll have to expand on that. Maybe I missed that. I, no, I was. It was maybe halfway through the match. Um, it was while it was while Keith Lee was was doing something with Archer. The, all of a sudden, the countdown came up on the screen and then went away. And then they had then they yeah. started it up again about a minute later. So, ABW says out of everyone they picked for the battle royal, I only think Kingston winning would have created real suspense about who wins the main event. Would have loved to see Takeshita or Hobbs win. Well, I love Takeshita being in there. I, I just love him in general. But one of the big stories of this, and, and there are a few, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston is mad because of who eliminated him mm-hmm. later on, and he says as much, good, I love that. Eddie Kingston should be mad. People yeah. should be mad. I remember after yeah. the 96 Rumble, the ringmaster was like, give me a match with Fatu because he eliminated me from the Royal Rumble. Right. Common sense, good. Then there's Swerve. Swerve was the story of this match because Keith yep. Lee is dominating people. I saw people say, well, it's not good psychology to eliminate your really big friend that early. And in my mind, I go, it's good to get him out whenever the hell you see an opportunity to get him out because right. how the hell else are you getting him out? He's dominating everybody. Do it while you can. Swerve started two or three different feuds in this one match because now Darby's pissed at him. Now Keith Lee's pissed at him. That team is done. I know you weren't as keen on the split, though. Chris I, says that he's swerving everyone, and it's going to be amazing. I, I love Keith and Swerve together. I mean, I, I, they're they're perfect together. Um, this this feels. I don't. I don't honestly. Contrary to popular opinion, I don't love comparing one place to the other. But this feels like a really premature breakup of an amazing tandem. Like, I have no doubt that the feud between the two of them is going to be amazing. But it would have been amazing in six months or ten months 
14 months. Like, I I love these guys together. They were magic in the ring when they were teaming up. They they complement so, each other so well on the stick. Everything about them screams like a, 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 an all-time duo. So to, to break them up just makes me sad because I wanted to see so much more of them. Like, I agree, the feud's going to be amazing. I just I just don't want to break them up. And then, like, we got Swerve, um, Swerve tweeting out dead weight about, about Keith Lee. So they're definitely broken up. This was not a, yes. well, I can forgive you because it's every man for himself thing. Swerve just said, get the hell out, big man. I don't Swerve, Swerve got his use out of Keith Lee, and then he, he moved on. So. Uh, Nathan says Swerve was the MVP of the Battle Royal. He was. I thought that he really, really stood out. Uh, the Joker ended up being Andrade. I don't mind it at all. Tony did not tease like a big surprise as the Joker or anything nope. like that. So, I mean, a lot of people work themselves into a shoot with that. He's been off TV for a long time. It's, yeah, it's but I mean, he comeback. did... He popped up. He popped up at Devil or Nothing, right? In a, in a backstage segment, but he hasn't. Sure. He hasn't wrestled uh, on Dynamite in a long time. Daniel says, "I heard a lot of people were frustrated. Andrade was the Joker. Here's my thing: either make it clear the Joker is only for big surprises, then don't have the Joker at any other time, or explain the Joker is just the last entrant. Big surprises. Was Matt Seidel a big surprise? Was Leo Rush a big surprise? I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I certainly didn't consider Brian Cage a big surprise no. when he was either, no. but he was a surprise. Go ahead. I mean, I, I I would argue I was certainly shocked when Leo Rush came out. Whether or not you consider him to be a big surprise, I was I was surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised here, and that's fine. Um, I, I think people have, be, have begun to realize, oh, maybe it's just like, Hey, there's this extra person here as opposed to it's a new signing. If people were thinking Cesaro was walking through that curtain, it wasn't going to be him. M.A. says, I love the tag team, but Swerve is here to be a crossover main event superstar. Keeping this for 10 to 14 months longer is unnecessary. I agree with that. I know that Tony immediately saw big things in Swerve, met with him personally to lock down this deal. I I mean, yeah. I I agree with that, but then you got to do the thing. Sure. You gotta, you, if, if you don't push him to the main event in the next six to 10 months, then you broke this team up too early. That's my whole thing. Like if I say it's, if I say give it six months and you say do it now, then in the next six months, you got to push him to the main event. Josh asked if this was the worst battle Royal ever, not even in the worst 50 I've ever seen in my no, life. Not even, close. Um, not even close. Urs says, I'd love to see Starks and Lee have three match series after this betrayal settle it, then get back together as a group. Uh, I think you mean somebody else, Starks and Lee. Or maybe, I, maybe I'm a little lost here. I think you mean uh, Swerve and Lee. Oh. Then get back together as a group, not necessarily as a tag team. Anyways, Kate and Alex are the only review show worth listening to. Well, that's just objectively untrue. But I, I, I think that Lee and Swerve are best served how things went. But we'll see. Nerd Guru says... Andrade being the Joker is 1,000% the bad omen that will lead Charlotte winning money in the bank. <laughs> and that's just bad for everyone. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Nope. And uh, so it, eventually, Kyle O'Reilly wins this battle royal. I thought it was going to be Andrade. I thought he was winning this thing. I I, I did I did too. Um, uh, Wheeler Yuta, the last, last two there. I saw a lot of people as the match was going on to wonder Wheeler Yuta versus Mox again. I was like, 
we've already done that. I don't need any BCC infighting anymore. We've 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 reached that potential. Um, my pick when they got down to the final four was Kyle O'Reilly, because here's the deal: they have done so much building up Moxley as the guy who's going into Forbidden Door to probably face Tanahashi that there's no chance anybody who wins the battle Royal is winning the main event versus Moxley tonight. And if that's the case, the absolute perfect guy to go up against Moxley in a high stakes main event that he has absolutely no shot of winning is Kyle O'Reilly because he's going to make Moxley look like a trillion dollars in an amazing match. And that's what we got at the end of the night. So I'm very glad Kyle O'Reilly won. Patriarch says that Swerve's an awesome heel. Watch him versus Nick Wayne. That's a good shout. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there's a chat that got missed last week from Curtis Poindexter who said that he was in, in attendance at his first ever wrestling show last week. Said, Stat Boy booked a masterful show. MJF had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hands. No MJF this week. I think you, you got to realize if it's even a work, they, they got to keep him off TV. They pulled oh, him from absolutely. they pulled him from the roster and had Turner stop doing promotional. You don't blow it in a week like yeah, they did unless, with the unless Punk Unless you, you do the thing where he's hacking into the broadcast, there's literally no way you can put him on the show. Like, you just can't oh, do it. Oh, my gosh. We got a, a new report on MJF over at FightfulSelect.com. And, again, our, our reporting is going to prove to be – uh, even more accurate, dare I say, uh, over the next few weeks. Danger Zone says, UK fan here. Going to St. Louis next week to see my GF and going to my first ever wrestling show. Hype after tonight. Love AEW and Fightful. Well, we love you, my friend. I hope you enjoy it. You're going to have a blast. You're going you're, you're gonna to have a lot of fun. Hmm. So uh, we got Zero Fear talking about the All-Atlantic title, but uh, there was actually, there was a, a super chat that got missed earlier. Uh, just a, a sh actually, we've got Brent Lockman saying, much as I love the team swerve, uh, has the most diabolical grin. Yeah. Uh, let's get, uh, hold on. We've got uh, some super chats that are getting missed over here, and I want to make sure that our moderator gets them because I don't want anybody to like uh, miss out on on their money or anything like that by by all means. So let me scroll up and find this one. Uh, Adam Weller says, regarding the Raw Rumble, hard agree. I remember them doing Raw versus Nexus 7 on 7 just before SummerSlam 2010. It's pointless, but it's good fun. That's good TV. I uh, completely agree. I I think that could be really, really good for WWE and pop a, pop a number too. Jarvis says, whatever Swerve does next, I'm excited whether it's Lee, Darby Allen program, uh, it'll be gold, and he's a future champ for sure. He's so damn cool. Which direction do you think they're immediately going? Because it seemed like they were setting up the Darby thing. Um, I mean, they 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 might do a Darby match, which which then after Swerve wins, Lee will come out and then they'll have that that feud that'll that'll last, you know, that'll be it'll be an amazing feud. Um I I think. The reason I don't I don't necessarily want the feud right now is I don't want either of them taking losses even to each other. Understandable. Uh, um, but if if let's say Swerve winds up being the first main um, opponent for Moxley as the as the interim AEW champ, champ, I mean you could do a hell of a lot worse than a Moxley versus Swerve feud. The All Atlantic title. I'm going to pull up a picture of it. Um... It's beautiful. 
It is it is beautiful and definitely more prestigious than the somewhat Atlantic title, which is the or, is the, or the or the kind of Pacific title. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, the sort of Pacific title. Sort, sort of Pacific, but the yeah. all Atlantic, let me tell you. Eventually, when they do the Indian Ocean title, I mean, that opens them up to a whole new, whole nother demographic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, that's true. Gotta, gotta do that. But this title is a beautiful. Mm-hmm. The All Atlantic Championship does beg the question: How many goddamn titles is too many? Mm-hmm. It feels like everything on this show has a belt. Now, will it- I see how it plays out? I will. But right now, you've got the world title, mm-hmm. the interim world title. The IWGP title was referenced on this show. You've right. got the TNT title. For a while, you had two of them running around. You've now got the All-Atlantic title, the FTW title, the AEW tag team titles, the ROH tag team titles, the AAA tag team titles, the ROH world title, the which Gresham hasn't been on as much lately, but the ROH TV title, the ROH pure title, the ROH women's title, the AEW women's title, the TBS women's title. Oh, and by the way, two Owen Hart Foundation title belts that are just hanging around. This is a lot of belts. Mm-hmm. It feels like there are belts on everything. I know right now they're they're bridging a gap into the ROH thing. They've got New Japan involved. This is a lot of title belts for me, Alex. Um, yes, I'm conflicted. Because I, I I do think there's a potential that a lot of titles can can um, can dilute stuff. However, I do love me some stakes. <laughs> I do I too. Do, I do love me some stakes. So let's say, um, like, for there's there are a, there are a lot of titles here, but there also are a lot of guys and women, but a lot of guys who have, who are who are at that level that they should be having a strap around their waist and there are only there are only two singles titles to to go for so i mean the ftw really doesn't count they don't actually really uh uh, then i wish they'd get rid of it i wish they'd just get rid of it me too i want them to actually recognize it and have ricky starks defend it but if they're not going to do that get rid of it the all the all atlantic title um like when you have the the tnt title has been really in a bad in a bad place for several months um if there's not a place for somebody to go and actually um, uh, challenge for something to be elevated, um, then maybe this might be good. Honestly, though, I just look at the bracket and I go, if this is going to be coming like there's there's a there's a title, I forget what it's called in stardom, where um, where the winner, the holder of the belt cannot defend it against somebody from their own country. Like if this is kind of like a an international thing where you have to defend it across you know, country lines that could be really interesting because they only have one person from each country represented in that bracket. There's some, something there that could be really, really good. Um, I I should specify Ricky Starks has defended the FTW title four times this year. So he's, he's at least defending it. Yes. But, um, Graham says battle of the belt 2023 going to be 46 hours long. Just how Tony Khan likes it, pal. Just how he likes it. Bako five wants trios titles. Joel Wood says you get a title, you get a title. Everybody gets a title. It reminds me of when Triple H is like, we don't like to do just titles just to do them. And then they introduce like three new titles. Right. It's it's a lot. And it does minimize it when somebody tunes in and everybody's got a championship over their shoulder. Like, 
Sure. I, do do the Owen winners need to be carrying around those titles no, no, nonstop? No, that's that. I I get why they're doing it with Cole because it makes him into an asshole. Mm-hmm. But like I I I don't understand. Like if they're not actually going to defend the titles, then keep them off TV. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at if you actually tune in to, to to the to the broadcast after the All Atlantic happens, you got four guys and two girls. You got then you got the tag. I'm not talking about the tag division. I'm talking about like six. Like you got Starks who carries his around. Adam Cole shouldn't be carrying his. Then you would have, let's say, Miro or Malachi holding the All Atlantic, and you got Scorpio with the TNT, and you got Punk with, with the. And then you have, I guess, now you would have an interim championship, which does increase it. But as long as you're actually using these titles to have feuds over the titles and elevate not just the champion but the challengers, I'm all for it. If you're gonna have the 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 like the women's tag champions and the other place and not actually feud anybody for the belts, then the belts are just props. If they're actually championships people are trying to, to, to come after, then I think it can work. I will reserve judgment for a couple of months at least until I see what happens. Sure, that's that's what I'll do as well. The The opening, the bracket looks great. It's Buddy and Pac. You got Miro and Ethan Page. You got a New Japan matchup. Who else is on the other end? Penta and who? Penta and Malachi. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Sawyer says, how is the world title not always already representing the best wrestling around the world? Hope they give the AA belt a unique gimmick, super redundant otherwise. I wouldn't agree that it's redundant. WWF title, Intercontinental title, European title, and then at the same time, they had hardcore, cruiserweight, light heavyweight. I liked that era. Um, It's just, it's not just that in AEW. You're talking all the ROH belts, and then the Owen Trophy belts. And then New Japan belts are popping up here. And then AAA belts are popping up over here. So, um, yeah. John Wilson says, All Atlantic title feels like a title that can jump between promotions a lot more than the other two. I don't, I, there's nothing that, that leads me to believe that besides that New Japan matchup. And this is strictly set up for Forbidden Door. Sure. Jambeard says, Who do you think will be the two New Japan guys? Got to be Japanese versus non-Japanese, right? I'd like to see Owens versus Suzuki for USA and Japan. Uh, let me check out the Dominion card. Um, I would like to see Juice Robinson among them. Yeah. If if you're picking an American and a, a Japanese wrestler, I think that that would be that would be a nice approach. But again, sure. I I don't know how the card's looking right now. Well, Tama Tonga and Carl Anderson, you can't do that one. Um, hey. Uh, Juice is facing Sonata and Will Osprey this week at Dominion. And I would kind of just be like, all right, do that. But that's already for the IWG, IWGP US title because they also have 234 belts in mm-hmm. Japan right now. Oh, here you go. I've done it. I'm a miracle worker. All right, here we go. Doc Gallows versus Toriano. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. perfect. They fit in with the rest of the, the bracket. Just fits in. Jordan says, with another title added, it makes me think there will be more big roster additions, even though there's so many people that are big contenders already. I don't agree with that. I just think that they're they're giving more people something to wrestle for. It's just I don't want to see anything get lost in the shuffle, but maybe we see Rampage take a step up in profile. Yeah. We've got Daniel R. Actually, well, that's for Forbidden Door, so we'll get back to that. 
Zero Fear asks who do we think will be the New Japan competitors in there. I don't know if they announced it specifically for Dominion. So um, so it might not be then. might just be something that happens soon. Mm-hmm. But I, I would do Juice Robinson and somebody. Uh, whoever yeah. like doesn't win. I mean, honestly, I would have Will Ospreay probably win that U.S. title and then do Juice Robinson and Sonata next week for that. Because I think that's a good way to get multiple countries involved. Yeah. L Milkman says, surprised we got this before a trios title. Well, I'm not because Tony has been pretty clear that he wants that back when Kenny Omega is around. I asked him that question on a media call. And a lot of people say, oh, well, he's telegraphing the first winner. I disagree. I think it's very clear they want to do elite undisputed era. Yeah. And they definitely want to do a tournament. I I would think they're, they're big on tournaments as evidenced by this bracket tonight. And if you do that, you want to have Kenny and the Bucks as one member of the tournament. Whether or not they actually win it is different, but you want to have that as as the favorites going into the tournament at least. Uh, Jambeard says, if they give uh, that title a gimmick, I'd say make it so two wrestlers have to be from different countries. I think they could run into some booking issues there if they do that. Ursh says, Wild introduced a third men's mid-card title instead of women's tag titles or just, like, giving them more time on the show. You know, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I don't disagree with that, especially when the FTW title has been ta- uh, tied up in the tag scene. Yeah. M. DeRay says it's a lot, but they could actually make their 500 belts feel more important than the other company does their couple of titles. I mean, yeah, their top titles aren't on the show right now. That's true. Todd Star says, I definitely hope it, the new belt has some rule like Stardom's SWA belt. If not, it's overkill. I don't necessarily need a rule, but I understand that some people do. And that's okay. I get that. They have enough international guys that you could, like, they're, they're, they're counting Ethan Page as Canadian. They got a, Kyle O'Reilly's Canadian. They got a lot of guys from Canada that could, that could fill that bit. As long as whoever's, for, whoever's from Canada has the belt, then you can face anybody else. Joel Wood says that AEW said the Atlantic or Atlantic represents all the AEW fans across the world. Well, what the hell does the world title represent? Uh, not people in the Atlantic Ocean, buddy. No. Uh, perhaps think about that one next time before you get so smart. There are people like Jason Momoa right. that live underwater, and they are not represented by that world title. They feel I, like it's more of an Earth title. and I, I do feel it is a, a bit of a misnomer to say all Atlantic um when when you have you feature somebody like i don't know buddy matthews who's from australia because he's definitely not any 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 portion of him is not atlantic we got daniel r saying i don't like the addition of more titles trios titles still in the way plus the roh ones like everyone's gonna have to hold gold gold at some point and that things that makes things mean less bad idea for another singles men's title in my opinion i don't disagree uh but we'll see how it plays out uh, they, they, I believe they have definitely earned that right. I love me some Sova says isn't juice out of Dominion t- due to appendicitis. I, you know, I talked to him the other day, so I would say he probably is. He said it was the worst pain that he's been in. Uh, he was still listed on the the Wikipedia page, so maybe I was wrong. But uh, yeah, he told me it was really terrible pain. Big J says, non-AEW related, Red Online, ROH is doing Death Before Dishonor in July in Massachusetts. Does that mean more ROH news is coming? Red Online, buddy, that came from FightfulSelect.com last week. 
Um, I would imagine some more ROH news is coming. That's on the books. They they told talent that. So I don't know. I would imagine that they got to announce that pretty soon if they're going to do it. I mean, otherwise, maybe it doesn't happen. They had other dates on the books that they rattled off at the the, the scrum that didn't end up happening. Yeah. Adam Weller says, idea for outside belts in AEW. Spin of an international champ roulette wheel at double or nothing for the Casino Royale winner on the buy-in. Sets up pay-per-view match. Well, that sounded very complicated, Adam, so I'd imagine they'll try to do it. Sounds about like what they would do because I didn't understand tonight's set situation till like an hour into our podcast last week. Yeah. Nathan DePaul says, are the matches governed by maritime law? Yeah. No, here's the thing. Because they're over international water, mm-hmm. anything goes. So there's yeah, just a goes. stipulation. That's right. There are no laws. Yeah. They, they, they all take place uh, on an oil rig just mm-hmm. over mar- maritime law. There you go. Joey Bag of Donuts says, I'm fine with multiple championships as long as they're considered important. I grew up on a bunch of belts in the 80s, NWA, but they all meant something because big stars were fighting for them. That was a little bit different. They were sending all those out to territories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And Jambeard says, I got it. The New Japan match is going to be Namor versus Aquaman to represent the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Oh, my God. International incident right there. There you go. Well, let's talk about the actual match, Pack versus right. Buddy. Ooh, this was a hamper. Yeah. So was. listen, I love a good hangman page, 90 degree tiger bomb. Love it. It's good. Natty, Batista, love their tiger bombs. But buddy boy, do I love a Matthews tiger bomb that folds some bitches in half. And I'll tell you why. I love a good pin. And a good pin puts all the weight on somebody's shoulders and yep. when you pin somebody at a 90-degree angle like that, mm-hmm. all you can do is get your heels over their shoulders. Mm-hmm. That ain't enough to keep anybody's down. But when Buddy freaking Matthews does a Tiger Bomb, boys, yeah. he folds them in half. He puts their own weight on their shoulders. Plus, he can lean his own over. Ooh, I love a good pin. That was a highlight for me. This match was so good. Yeah. And I saw some people saying, eh, running it back from 205 Live. No, son. Nope. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. These two junior sirloin beef sons of bitches were slapping that meat for the first time, Alex, and it ruled. It it's uh it was a match that uh that I always wanted that never could have happened because at that point Neville had left, uh just said, I'm gonna sit out the rest of my contract. Thank you very much. Um, and um a, a while later, uh buddy Murphy was like, I would like to be a part of this 205 Live, if you please. Um, and so they didn't actually cross paths at all. So this was something I've been looking forward to since uh, Buddy uh, Buddy Matthews uh, debuted. I was kind of shocked we didn't get it almost immediately, considering they were feuding with with, with Death Triangle, and that the, the feud was basically over. Now that they're doing this whole tournament, like it's still, it still it keeps going. But this was something that I that I really wanted, and I, I, I tell you, I was not disappointed at all. Uh, figured that Pac was going to win, um, uh, but I did these guys just murdering each other at such velocity because these guys are so dense. They're small, like Pac is tiny, but he's so dense. It's just muscle. There's nothing else on him, and so they're running into each other at the speed they're running into each other. It's just like just two meteorites crushing into each other. I love it. 
this was outstanding. Ricardo says, Bud Mack versus Pack had me rubbing my hands and cackling like a supervillain. It was awesome. And uh, Marlon says, we're going to talk about how Australia and Bulgaria don't touch the Atlantic, but are represented in the, etern- the tournament. Listen, Marlon, I respect you, but I just want to say, fuck geography. Yeah. I don't care. We got this match. Yeah. So I was happy about that. Pardon my French. Nathan, DePa- by the way, I don't know if France touches the Atlantic either, but fuck that. Uh, Nathan DePaul says, lots of UK mentions on commentary. Do UK touch the Atlantic? I think so. Yes. Boom. We're good. Brent Lotman says, good thing Malachi is a necromancer, <laughs> as I thought Buddy was dead after that DDT. It was a good one. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. it was a good one. And you know what's also good, Alex? It what's doesn't that? matter if you're in the Atlantic. It doesn't matter if you're in the Pacific. If you're in Asia, I don't care. Probably Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Any of that stuff. You're going to be able to watch this All-Atlantic tournament with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. It works on all your devices. All your devices. Not only that, you can watch sports straight from the source, live from official channels. No more shady, low-quality sites or reruns or or streams, all that stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful brings you straight to those channels. Not only that, dark web monitoring support 24-7. You can access your content all over the world. No data leaks because they got that online threat protection. Block online trackers, hackers, annoying pop-up ads, and malware. They got browser extensions on any device. Uninterrupted streaming. You can mask your IP and change your virtual location with just one click. But how about that deal? 70% off your plan, an additional month free, 30-day money-back guarantee, I'm going to be ordering that UFC pay-per-view this weekend, and I'm not going to be paying the same price as all the plebs in America because I'm going to get it via an overseas service with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Protect your data nonstop. Protect your wallet nonstop with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's a good time. It's a good heckin' time. Oh, man. A lot of people talking about potential matchups. M.A. says, Robbie Eagles. L. Milkman says, could they book Luchasaurus from Pangea? Yes. Do it. (laughs) That's another country, though. Do it, Tony. (laughs) Ronald Hollick says, Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr., hopefully. Uh, They need an American in there, I think, Ronald. Um, Daniel says, honestly, yes. Then Malachi destroys Yano. That'd be cool too. <laughs> Norman Norm says, Miro needs to win all Atlantic. I thought it'd be SRS versus Ollie Davis, but the tourney will hump. <laughs> and Alex cut the shit. <laughs> Holy Dan says the all Atlantic championship has to be Miro's. What do you think of the possibility? I mean, Brent Lockman says whatever results in a final between Miro and Ishii, I'll be fantastic with. I, I don't see Ishii. I think Ishii's taken a lot of high-profile losses lately. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's had some high-profile wins as well. Right. But I, I think you kind of lean away from Ishii in the finals. Right. I, I mean, because they haven't announced who's the people from from New Japan that are in this thing, it's kind of hard for me to predict that quadrant. But holy God, if we wind up with Miro versus Malachi in the final, 
like talk about just an amazing clash of styles. That's Zangief versus Ryu, man. That's that's the thing that I want. I want to see the, the absolute the crusher from 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 the from the Eastern Block versus this guy who does all these kicks and stuff. Let's let's do that. I, I honestly I don't I don't care who wins at that point. Like yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. We have more people saying uh, Miguel Ortiz uh, Saber versus Naito would be good for the tournament. There's a lot of things that would be. It's just a matter of uh, availability. I, I I missed this entirely. Did you get this? What? That the fatal that whoever wins each match is in a fatal four way. At Forbidden I'll be Door. damned. No, but I didn't realize. I that. missed it entirely. The whole the whole I missed whole that entirely, entirely as well. Because yeah. now I want to see the hell of that. Like that's that. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I completely okay. missed that. Okay. We do this for a living, my friends. <laughs> yeah, but we suck at this. <laughs> now, now Luis is type typing in the note. Thanks, Luis. <laughs> Thank you for that. He also does this for a living. <laughs> Shotkin says, "Can see the New Japan entrant winning the new belt be the bridge to New Japan and AEW? Gives Miro an excuse to work New Japan to chase. Yes, please. Oh, Miro's wanted to work there too." Oh, man. Zen says, I already tweeted this out, but I'll say it again. Hope the new title becomes like Stardom's SWA title where the champion can only defend against a different nationality. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, I, I like the I like I, the pitch. I, I'm My mind is blown. Like, I'm just thinking about that Fatal 4-Way now. And I just don't, I don't care what else is on that card. Yeah. Like, yeah just, hey, I, I just want to say <laughs> thank you for everybody who pays attention. <laughs> thank you. Jam Beard says, just to think about it, if Miro goes all the way, Miro versus Pac, Miro versus Black, can he redeem a bastard or a druid of death? It's an interesting approach as well. Lucho says, Sean loved getting put in my place by you on Twitter yesterday. Is it any way in the All-Atlantic four-way match or am I crazy? You're crazy. Listen, I'm about to put you in your place again, you fucking dope. Hit the bricks. Please send us more super chats. Uh, Brent says, I need the, oh, never mind. That's, that's for a different thing, but I do like that. <laughs> Jarvis says, I love AEW and Miro, but I feel like he shouldn't be in this tournament. Pack, Ethan Page, or Malachi Black should win this title. Love you guys. Well, there you go. Loves us. Loves us. Daniel R says, since he's not facing Tanahashi or Okada, Danielson versus Gresham versus Sabre Jr. in a 30-minute technical master class, please, at Forbidden Door. I think you got to get him cleared first. I'd love to see yeah. Gresham involved with somebody big as well, though. And Joel Wood says, at this rate, every pay-per-view is going to have 25 matches trying to get every title on the show. They didn't even try to get every title on the show last time. Bag of Donuts says, while we're adding belts, how about a Fightful Ad Read Reaction Championship and put that on Alex? Alex is the only one who sells for it anymore. <laughs> oh, let's talk about one of the biggest things to happen on this, this show. By the way, we got the Eddie promo that we referenced earlier. I don't want to gloss that over him and Kingston on Rampage, or him and Hager on Rampage. Yeah. But Trent Beretta comes out and he says, it's National Best Friends Day. My best friends aren't here. Mm-hmm. I want FTR to come out here. Rapongi Vice deserves another chance. And FTR is like, hey, sure. You shouldn't be mad at us. Be mad at the, the guys that cost you the match. And I agree. That made sense. All of, all of this made sense. But it really makes sense to get Will Osprey involved, Alex. Um, 
He came out with with his cronies and beat the brakes off of people. And he was one that people were going, is he going to pop up? Is he going to pop up? Why wouldn't he pop up? And he cracked old, old Trenty locks in the side of the head with an elbow. I thought this was really well played. Uh, Chris says the Billy Goat has arrived in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I, I, I think I think it's a it's a major player, like certainly, um, and and uh, and and one of the best in the world. Your your particular uh, viewpoints on on Will Osprey may sure. vary, but um, but you can't deny it's a it's a major deal. Uh, for him to show up on Dynamite, uh, heading into F- Forbidden Door, and that's that is a, a um, I'm I'm very intrigued to see um, what we might get beyond Forbidden Door. Can they can they start building a story now that takes us beyond into the summer, into the fall? How much crossover we're going to have, or is this going to be like we're building this thing for a month, it's over, it's done, we're moving on? I'm glad that he's I'm, I'm glad that they're getting Will Osprey involved. He needed to yeah. be involved. He is a major player. I, I, that's that's the type of thing that yeah. you, you gotta find something for him. Yeah. I just don't know what that will that will be. Um we got United Empire against FTR and Trent on Rampage. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I want to see FTR work Will Osprey because a lot of people look at Will Ospreay and they remember the ricochet clip and that's what they think of him. And they don't think, Oh, well, you know, he has added like 20, 25 pounds of muscle. That was, a, that was also like what? Five, five six, six years, years ago. ago? Yes. Yeah. Like it's, they look at him like he's just doing gymnastics routines. He's an amazing wrestler. Mm-hmm. Jambeard says, screw it. Pack black Miro and Shibata. Uh, Shibata ain't gonna do that. <laughs> he ain't doing that. But those, those three plus anybody from new Japan, yeah. Good God, they're going to murder each other. I'm going to love it. Ponfar says, not going to lie, I deeply want to hear Linda's takes on the acclaimed. Well, you know what? When you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com <laughs> you can do that. or yeah. hang out on Tuesdays, you can. Yeah. T. Wayne says, SRS, great work lately. Wait, lately? Lately? What do you mean lately? Either way, he says, I got to know. Zero MJF this week equals low ratings next week. Uh, likely that tons of people will tune out and not care. Well, I mean, objectively, MJF does very big numbers for AEW. I mean, we, we saw that. We right. saw that. There, there, there is, there is a, a danger of that. Of, of, like the thing everybody was talking about last week. Yeah, and it being a work, but a very, um, um, they committed to the work. So. They're not going to mention it on this episode. But if a bunch of people tuned in to see more of that because they they saw what happened last week and they're, okay, well, I'm not going to miss this week, and they didn't get any mention of it, there is a danger that some of them might be like, well, then screw it. And I hope that's not the case because there was a lot of stuff to like about this episode, but that might be the case. Mark Charisma notes that Seth Rollins may be, Seth's wallet may be bigger, but Osprey never lost to a man with one arm. Not yet, at least. Palash says, any news about Brian Danielson? Is he going to wrestle in Forbidden Door? Love your work, SRS. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, he's sidelined right now. And uh, considering what he's sidelined with, going to take their time. Daniel says, instead of having someone fight someone from a different country, I'd like a match where you can only fight for it every four months or a certain amount of time. 
a lot of those rules seem good in theory and mm. then in practice they just don't end up happening that way uh, or yeah. it causes a hurdle lucho says with so many groups and factions in AEW new japan which ones do you think will end up clashing or participating in the pay-per-view love you guys i'll never use twitter again as of today uh <laughs> a bullet club needs a full team yeah and i yeah i think yeah. they need a full team there they gotta have a full team hangman beat finley oh man Speaking of uh, Finley, his dad popped up on the run sheet again for SmackDown last week. First time mm-hmm. in months they had brought mm-hmm. him in to kind of fill the void for for Tyson Kidd for a while. But mm-hmm. this was a very good match. Man, David Finley, in the, the few years that he's been on the scene in New Japan, has gotten himself in TV shape. Yeah. He is, is a fantastic wrestler. He had that team with Juice Robinson for a while. And that was a really great team, and it crossed over to Impact. He's worked American TV. He's a guy that's going to be around the next 15, 20 years, and he's going to be effective. But this was Hangman. And Hangman in Kansas City was still really over, Alex. Absolutely. No, really he's, over. He's, um, even if he's not the champ, he's still the ace of the company. Like yeah. we, we, Everyone knows this. Now, Derek Gordon says, pretty sure Hangman's match was announced before this Battle Royal was even announced, and is Adam Cole injured? More on Adam Cole tomorrow on FightfulSelect.com. Yes, Hangman's match was announced, but Punk's injury wasn't. So, by the way, shout out to John Plank here, Fleming County Boys. Not anymore. I got the hell out of there, John. But uh, hold it down, my friend. But, like, when you look at, at, at that, why wouldn't they just pull him from that match and add him to the Battle Royal? Well, I think they had a pretty good excuse. By the way, match was fine. But afterwards, Hangman said, I want to wrestle for the IWGP title. That's all Tony needs to say, is that Hangman told me he wanted to go for the IWGP title. So I said, all right, buddy, I'm not going to put you in this one. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to hear, Alex. Right. No, and it's a, it's, it's a, it, it does feel like uh, entirely consistent with Hangman's character. Like, I lost the title to Punk. Um, I can't get a rematch against the guy um, uh, right now. Uh, I want to, I, I can't wait. I need to prove that I'm the best in the world still. Um, who do I do that against? Friggin' Okada. Like that's, that, that's, it's just a, it's a perfect thing for his character. Um, I, I, I thought that, I thought this was really good. Um, uh, also was very intrigued by the whole Adam Cole like sticking his nose into thing, I was like, "Are we getting a triple threat? Like, is yeah. Cole gonna join the match against Okada?" Um, but Cole being like, "You're not even a real champion," as he's carrying around what is basically <laughs> a trophy, like a, a bowling trophy on yeah. his shoulder. Like, okay, great, you won a tournament, but you don't get to defend the belt, so you're not actually a champion either. Um, but of course, he's the heel, so he's supposed to be a hypocrite. But I, but I thought this was all really, really good. It did obviously get under Hangman's skin as well. So it was good Chris, stuff. Chris notes that Adam Cole is really good on commentary. Mm-hmm. Tom Valley says, I thought Finley was going to join Bullet Club tonight since Juice is there. Cole was on commentary. Seemed possible. I, me too. I, that did cross my mind. And Zero Fear says, with Hangman set to face Okada, who does Brian Danielson face now? Um, Zack Sabre Jr. But, I mean, listen, if, again... I'm not going to guarantee that, that Danielson will be ready for that, man. Right. Like, you never know. Yeah. 
Anonymous says, I heard AEW's viewership is up in Lithuania. <laughs> Where is their rep representation in this tournament? <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, put your Nord uh, your, your Nord VPN on Lithuania if you're having trouble watching some of that stuff. Shocking that they got so much more viewership yeah. in Lithuania. I can't quite put my finger I on why understand. that would have happened. Jambeard says, Sean, non-wrestling super chat. Glad to see you guys were able to hear from your friend and she's okay. Uh, buddy, me too. We thought that she was gone. Uh, it, it, if you saw the news story, you saw how fucking crazy it was but um we were very fortunate i'll um I, yeah i'll leave it at that and spare people the details but it was a horrifying weekend wardlow came out so i didn't like this at all until the end wardlow said so here's the deal i don't want to win the interim title or do that battle royal. By the way, Hangman called it a little battle royal, which I, I would not have had him do either. Because immediately what you're doing, you're putting the IWGP title above all this. And then you got Wardlow effectively saying that the TNT title is more important than the interim AEW world title, which maybe it is, but why say it? And he goes, well, the reason why is because CM Punk is our champion. And I want to face him for that. Well, Alex... A keen opportunity yep. is to win the Battle Royal mm -hmm. and defend it until you face CM Punk. Right. But instead, he's acting like a troll on ESPN Twitter saying LeBum's Mickey Mouse championship that he got inside the bubble doesn't matter. What? Why? Why would he? Why? What's the point of this? Uh, I wouldn't have had him do it. Um, I, I think... It is certainly a viewpoint you see with people talking about, I don't want the interim title. I don't want yeah. the secondary thing. The plastic I, want, title. I, want the, I want the real title. You see that like in combat sports all the time. Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo right now. Right. Sure. So, so it's a, it's a viewpoint people have, but that's their shoot viewpoint as opposed to a guy you write copy for. Like you yes. don't have to have him say this, but they have to have him not involved in the title picture right now because they're doing something else with him. So they're giving, at least they're giving him a reason. Like that's the thing is I don't, I don't love the reason either, but I appreciate any effort they go to, to like clean up the, the holes in, in what they've done. Um, uh, Hangman being like, I want the IWGP and Wardlow being like, I, I, I wish you would have said this. I know. I can beat CM Punk because I had him beat a couple of months yes. ago. I beat the tar out of that guy. So when I become champion, I want to do that again. Now, like depends on, on how people react to it, but at least it'll be more specific. Um, but like, I, 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 I appreciate him also saying there is another title that is desperately in need of somebody else to carry it right now. And that is, that is, that, <laughs> and is, that true. is true. That is true. And, and he could, all, that's all you got to say, have him say, listen, it would be a great honor. And he's like, but I'm going to opt to wait to see how that all pans out. Yeah. Because this one means so much, I decided to step aside. Like, and that'd be okay. But I'd be like, eh, okay. Yeah. But then Mark Sterling pops up and I love this because Mark Sterling says, you're either going to get sued or you're going to fight 20 security guards at once. 
and I'm cool with that. Like, Eliminate, come on, elimination style. Come so on, this is, this is Alex. My favorite video games are 1990s beat 'em ups. Yep. I want to see him go full turtles in time on these sons of bitches oh, yeah. and yeah. throw them into the screen and yep. like like hop on their head on roller skates like like yeah. Streets of Rage and bash their heads in like that's that's what I want. He will We've be got, playing playing the role of Hagar from Final Fight tonight. Yes. Will be Wardlow. He's got to do the spinning pile driver through the ceiling. Yep. Gotta do it. Bag of Donuts says, uh, "Did Wardlow say the interim title was BS?" Pretty much. Mike McVaney says, "Great show tonight. Hoping to see Wardlow take the TNT title." Me too. I liked. I liked when Scorpio came out and was like, "Let's go right now." And Lambert was like, "No, no, 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 no you're hurt." And I like Wardlow saying, "I'll wait until you're 110 percent." Yes, because I want to fight. I I don't care. I'm taking that belt belt from you. That's some good stuff too. Colt asks who the surprise security guard is going to be next week. Ah, that's great stuff, man. I love it. Um, that that's a they surely will have one yes shot kid says hope sterling has the next of kin contacts for all the victims sorry clients wardlow will run through next week brent wants it to be a cinematic match like a slasher film with wardlow hunting 20 people through the arena that could be the like the thread throughout the show yes yes and he just destroys people mm-hmm. the entire time that could be a lot of fun that would be great joel says you know wardlow could have just won the interim title and got the shot yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bram says, I expect 20 of the most sirloin beef sons of bitch security guards in the history of security guards. Sterling is an awful lawyer. LOL. <laughs> Jam Beard says, Wardlow versus 20 beards or 20 dudes, a smart mark in the court makes me think uh, the age old question Who would you rather face, an adult size nine year olds or 109? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, that's yes. a, that's fair. Patriarch says, I think we're going to get swerved and get Paige White 3. No, I think Okada might beat him. I think Okada mm-hmm. probably beats him and, and Hangman, and that sends Hangman down a sad path. Yeah. Doug Khan says, who'd fill in for Brian Danielson at Blood and Guts? I don't know, but they've made those adjustments before, and yeah. they won't send him out there unhealthy. I say a few days after Cody Rhodes wrestled with his arm hanging out of his socket. Wardlow versus Waldo, says Brent Lockman. And Ruben Hidalgo says, does Warner Discovery own the rights of the People's Court theme song? Tony should play that throughout the Wardlow match next week. I remember when Conan O'Brien would constantly play Walker Texas Ranger clips. That's right. Because they had the rights to it. Uh, I would love to see that. That'd be a great approach. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you what I loved. This Young Bucks promo backstage. Because I love the idea of everyone just listening inside, like with cups up against mm-hmm. the wall. Um, and the Hardys come in and they're like, we deserve a tag title shot. And then Christian is in with Jungle Express and he's like, well, neither one of you do, but we're going to give one to both of you anyway. <laughs> and we're going to do and it. Then, and then Jungle Boy's like, what the, yeah. the fuck do you say? And, then, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, mainly because my boy over here lost at home in front of his whole family. He's like, what the hell, man? And <laughs> but first off, what the hell are you doing? Jeff has looked like absolute dog shit in the ring. Man. I hope he is there to fall through two things and mm-hmm. not do anything else. Yes. Because I, I don't trust the guy physically in the ring right now. All due no. respect to him. He's a legend. Yada, yada, yada. All that bullshit I got to say before. It's dangerous right now. Yes. 
Um, my favorite thing about this about this little scene is that is a very small room, at least where they put the camera, so that yes. when when Jurassic Express walks in, Jungle Boy, if you watch, has to literally walk over a couch to be able to get into frame yeah. for the shot. Um, if they had brought in two more tag teams, it would have looked like a clown car. Like it was just like I want a tag team title shot. No, I do too. Just everybody on top of each other. Oh. Dishtree says the Turtles in Time reference didn't go unnoticed. Here you go. Hey, it's my favorite video game of all time. Tom Lavalley says the Blood and Guts gets Yuta in that spot. Great to see him back tonight, by the way. Yeah. Um, we had Brady or Bailey Fuller saying, just me, but sick of Christian and triple threats. Yeah. I, I honestly FTR should have been added to that triple threat. It should have been a fatal four-way at the pay-per-view. Well, that this one feeds this one feeds right into it, too. Yeah. Jambeard says that is it just me or has anyone noticed that Christian's always putting Jungle Express? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co and triple threats like he's setting them up to lose yeah, could be. He is. And he can easily say, tough shit. I did it all the time in my career. That's right. Like I, I, <laughs> iron sharpens iron, and then that other iron sharpens the iron even more. So yeah. cry about it. Like, there that's what go. he can do. And I would love it if he was, he's like the grizzled old timer that's like, back in my day, Yes. not only did we beat people, but we beat those exact two people. Yes. So get over it. Yeah. Cadillac Carson says Christian doesn't care for Jungle Boy or Jeff Hardy for that matter. Love that segment. Yeah. Yep. Christ, Petty Christian is good, man. Like, there's a whole lot of younger fans that might not remember just how hot Christian was in 05. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, was. buddy. That was some good stuff back then. Um, yeah. Some really, really good stuff. Box of Biscuit Mixer says the Atlantic Belt Shore is confusing people. Uh, AEW needs to be more Pacific. They say a rising tide lifts all boats, but we don't want to water down the belts. <laughs> Jungle Boy is out. 
but Bobby Fish or Hook might get some wind in their sails and coast to victory. Uh, some good stuff there. And Zach Amon says, with a report in regards to Judgment Day. Hey, buddy, that just wasn't any report, Zach Amon. That was a report from FightfulSelect.com. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. it funny that yeah. everything, Alex, mm-hmm. that people yeah. are asking about was reported by FightfulSelect.com? And not only does it report more news than any wrestling exclusive yeah. news service out there, it's cheaper than all of them, too. Five yes. bucks. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I speculated weeks ago on Sour Graps that they were setting up eventually the judgment day to be the new spooky dude du jour where they've got to, they had the undertaker, they had Bray Wyatt. They got to have somebody who's spooky, very spooky. And it was going to be them, but maybe it will just not with edge. And, and they say, or Zach says, how is this different from house of black? Well, House of Black isn't supernatural. They've got the power to turn the lights off. That's it. They know a guy backstage next to the light switch. That's it. <laughs> they're Satanists. That doesn't mean they're actually demons. Yeah, I mean, you might wonder, oh my gosh, how could they sleep at night with all these spooky things going on? You, you with HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. This changed my quality of sleep during the pandemic. I was like, man, I need a new mattress. I need to invest in my sleep. So I got a Helix Sleep mattress. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched up to the Dusk Lux model. I wanted something that was a little bit between soft and firm. And I slept on my back. Well, now I can sleep on my side and my back because of Helix Sleep, which has improved my quality of sleep. I get a full night's sleep. And even when I'm running a little low on sleep, it's a better quality of sleep. I hit them up after that, and I said, I'd love to do business with you. And they said, we love a success story. Let's do it. We've been working with them ever since. They are the best overall mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine and Fightful Magazine. They got a 10-year warranty. You can try it out 100 nights risk-free. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you're going to. And if you're like, wow, that's a big investment, they have financing options, flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. And you get that thing sent right to you. Right now, you get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They even have mattresses that have specialized cooling technology. If your family can never agree on the temperature of that thermostat, you don't want to go to a mattress store and roll around on something everybody else has been rolling around on. But you want to make sure you get the right mattress. Helix is that. It has changed my life. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been pretty. I've been pretty transparent. I had a broken neck about a, gosh, thirteen years ago now. It was very hard for me to sleep comfortably, and uh, this has revolutionized my nights. I actually get sleep now, and it's pretty wonderful. Pretty happy about it. Jambeard says Natty should win the title because she's the boat. Yep. Thunder Rosa against Marina Shafir. I saw a lot of people burying this. And I, I mean, I disagree with that. I like that they beat the living shit out of each other. Like, I, are are people expecting Marina Shafir to wrestle like Serena Deeb? Because you're if you're expecting a former MMA fighter and judoka to wrestle like her, I'm sorry. That's not going to be the case. Some stuff is going to be rough, especially with two of the people who have a reputation for being stiff. And if you're in there getting stiff by a veteran like Thunder Rosa, you've got to give it back to her. Yep. And boy, did 
did she do that with that shoot snap suplex yeah. that she delivered? I thought that people bearing this match were were out of line. I don't want to say out of line. You think how I don't give a shit what you think. Uh, whatever. But I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was physical. It was gritty. It was dirty. I liked it. Um, I liked it too. I liked the the, the little backstage segment that led to the match. I did. They too. showed where uh, where she's like, I, I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines. Basically, Thunder Rosa said, "I'm going to defend my title tonight. I don't yeah. care who against who." Marina Shafir walks up and says, "You got a problem? No, I'd like to be your problem." Like yeah. I I like that a lot, and I just love um, like everybody hates the Marina Shafir her, her the, the 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 classical music and everything. I, I think it's I think it's strategic. It might as well just be nothing, because she doesn't she doesn't care about you cheering for her or popping for when she comes out. She's just there to hurt somebody, and that's it. And she doesn't care if it's your faves or whatever. And I I think there's a definitely a place for that here, and we'll see how she 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 develops. But I actually love the idea of like we're not going to play your little games, champ. I'm just going to stop you from doing any of the things you want to yeah. do because I'm stronger and a better technical uh, technical fighter than you are. You can be a wrestler. I'm a fighter. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you, and that's that's what she likes to do in matches. Saw people saying, "Oh, she's been wrestling five years, and people at the PC are better." I'm like, "Well, okay, some people at the PC are going to be better, sure. Rox- Roxy's going to be better. Tiffany Stratton is a bit of a prodigy. I would I would argue she's like way further than she should be." But that's also un- untrue. It's been less than four years. Also, we're talking about a woman who went from wrestling heavily when she didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. She's wrestled about a little over 100 matches. She didn't know anything yeah. like her first couple years. She was actively training on the job during 75% of her matches that were before the pandemic. And by the way, a whole bunch of those were her in there teaming with another super green person, mm-hmm. Jessamine Duke. Like, that's where so much of that came from. Like, yeah. the first 75 or so matches of her career were primarily that. Occasionally, they'd pepper in a match with Mia Yim or, or um, mm-hmm. like, maybe Kyrie. And then she'd get put in there with somebody green like Zia Lee as well that, that wasn't that much further advanced. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think she wrestled... Let me see. I'll, I'll look. This year, she's wrestled 12 matches. Last year, she wrestled seven. The year before, seven. So, I mean, she's still getting her reps in. Yeah. Like, let the woman grow. Like, counting, like, throwing in those, the matches she had at the PC on the Largo loop. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Get out of here. Graham says, despised her as Shayna's lackey, but I am in love. Um, I, I love them beating the shit out of each other. I thought it was a lot of fun. I even liked I liked the post match angle where like she just like she's just pissed and likes hurting people and so it doesn't matter that she's gonna attack her. And I, I liked the Tony Storm saying like, well, yeah. no, if I'm gonna be next in line, I'd like to I'd like to to prove myself right now. Thank you very much. Patriarch says he doesn't like her chain stuff, but her strikes are A plus. Oh, she laid him in. And Nathan DePaul says I might be the only one that loves the violins in Marina's theme, but gives off a haunting Eastern European vibe. Yeah, I mean, I covered her M- MMA career. She was a supernova from Moldova. Like that yeah. was that was her nickname. Wrestle Vibe says Doug Rosen Shafir, sight for Rosen Storm. I I've, and we've got Shot Kids saying, "Am I in the minority uh, who really enjoyed it?" I liked how ugly it was, and it played on both women's MMA history. Me mm-hmm. too. I'm glad that some of our audience, at least, yeah, I like a good 
beat the shit out of each other match. I'm, sure. I dig that. Nerd Guru says my issues uh, with this Forbidden Door stuff is one. Uh, like myself, there are some uh, people who don't watch New Japan and don't get some of these appearances. More than that, as of now, there's no sign for this show having women's matches. That's a big negative. I agree on that second part. But the first part, it ain't for you. It's for the people who are going to buy that pay-per-view. And the, right. the reaction in the crowd kind of tells you who some of these people are. But AEW should put together something to, to educate fans. Jambeard says, I want Deeb and Shafir and a third to form another similar, a stable similar to BCC. Either way, Shafir needs a manager to speak for her. I, I don't know if she does yet. I'll, I'll kind of wait and see. It there. all depends on what what you're trying to have her say. If all you needed to come at is to say, "I'd like, I'd like there to beat go. the crap out of you," then that's all you that's all you need. If you just just gotta cut a big long promo, maybe, but they're not asking her to do that yet. Also, I agree with Tom Lavalley. Give us a women's match before nine p.m. Yes. Well, Tony Storm came out, helped uh, Thunder Rosa out, so it's, it seems like Tony will probably face Marina, and then she's gonna face Thunder Rosa. Yeah, probably. Uh, rack up those wins by all means because sure. Tony lost in the tournament mm-hmm. to Ruby Soho. Yeah. So we need to get some wins racked up there, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Tony Tony versus um, Thunder is, is, a, is a great match on the horizon. Uh, DJ Page says, New Japan is an all-men's promotion. What women's matches do morons expect? Hey, let's refrain from calling people morons, maybe. Uh, but... I mean, anytime I would mention that I thought that, that New Japan should integrate women, I would constantly hear, they've got their own promotion. Well, you know what? Bring some of those women over. Yeah, do that. Stardom is a thing. Stokely Hathaway's a thing. He's great. Goddamn, he's great. He's so good. What, what's what's that big-headed girl who thinks she's an alien? And That's that Chris Statlander. Yeah, Kristen Highlander. You're going to get it. Like, uh. Kristen Highlander had me howling. I, oh man, I love this guy. He's so good. He's so, so good. At he, he makes the baddies better. And like Carson says, when is Tony Schiavone ever going to learn what Jade's going to say to him? He falls for it every time. And I love it. That's the charm. That is the charm. Uh, Troy says stardom has a pay-per-view that day. I don't care. They can send two people over yeah. and do two matches. Todd star says in reference to Marina, if Japan has showed us anything, people get better wrestling people better than them, not on the same level. There's a reason Joshi's with under three year experience can out wrestle 90% of the women in the world. That is a fantastic point, Todd. Mm-hmm. And now she's wrestling women better than her yep. instead of being in there with a bunch of green people. I want to say a bunch of green people because, uh, you know, what she was in there with like Candice LeRae quite a bit and Dakota Kai and Io Shirai. But I mean, like she was getting a portion of, of like six minutes on those live events. Yeah. Moxley and Kylo Riley. Kylie says it humped. Kylo Riley's fantastic. I could see him as AW or TNT champion someday. I could see him as TNT champion for sure. I could absolutely see him as all Atlantic, Southern Pacific, Eastern European, Midwestern heritage, um, Southeastern conference champion. But man, this match humped Alex. Um, it's everything that I thought it would be when when they it was like, of course it's Kylo Riley. Yeah. Kylo Riley is going to push Moxley to his absolute limit. They're going to beat the absolute 
piss out of each other. And oh, then yeah. Kyle O'Reilly's going to lose, but he's going to make like himself and Moxley look so much better while doing it. And I mean, like if you look at the matches that, that Kyle O'Reilly has had, the, just the singles matches over the past month or so, like he, he beat Phoenix, he beat Darby. He lost to Samoa Joe, but only because he got choked out before he could break Samoa Joe's arm. Like he lost to Moxley, but like, honestly, like he was never going to win this match. I, but but he, again, he wins 60% of his matches and he loses 40%. And during the 40%, he makes the guy who he loses to look way better than you would ever think. I, I, I loved, I loved every bit of this match. It was perfect. This was a blast to watch. This was physical. Yeah, I just love a good pile driver, damn it. I just love a good pile driver, and we saw a damn good one here. Mm -hmm. Jay says, Kyle O'Reilly doesn't get enough credit for always delivering great matches. NXT to AEW has been putting on bangers and love everything. Swerved it. Oh, not just there. How about Ring of Honor? How about PWG? Sure. How about New Japan? Man, I am a double wrist lock dork, and I watched him and Kushida work a double wrist lock for like 15 minutes and best of the Super Juniors. It was incredible. Yeah. Josh Weaver says he believes it's the first time Mox and Kyler Riley have fought in the ring. I don't know that to be true, but if so, what an incredible sense of chemistry that they oh, have. Perfect for each other. And Shot Kid says, does it feel like they were watching a big brother uh, bully his little brother during <laughs> Mox and Kyler Riley? I would imagine that Mox really appreciates the way that that man works. It seemed like it. When Alex. they were trading strikes, it did feel like, like, Okay, fine. You can. I'll give you the shot. Oh, that actually hurt more than I thought it was going to. Like it was like we're like, mom is upstairs. She's watching her shows, but I want the controller, and we're gonna fight. And we're not gonna take. We're not. Nobody's gonna tell on each other. I'm not gonna tattle on you. We're just gonna fight until the other one gives up the controller. Like that was just. It just felt. It did feel like two brothers fighting. I loved um, when Kyle was getting out elbowed in the face. And then he started in with the leg kicks and Moxley was like, no fair, no fair. I can't do that to you. Like all of this was so great. Jay Beard says that he loved that match. He was hoping the final two would have been Yuta versus Andrade with Andrade winning, but still losing to Mox. Um, at one point I thought maybe it was going to be Yuta and Mox, yeah. but cause I mean, Yuta, he, of course he had to go to Japan, but his profile has declined since that that a little bit right. but graham says is there an up-and-coming wrestler like o'reilly Ooh, it's it's hard to draw a comparison to kyle o'reilly i mean the the guy that that obviously is the generation after him but is i don't know if you can call him up and coming anymore is daniel garcia that's a guy who's an amazing technical wrestler who has like he the way he sells in the ring has, like it almost borders on comedy but it's always real all that stuff it does feel like he might be the heir apparent in the next generation but he's no longer up and coming yeah he's a top guy in AEW if we're talking like people outside of AEW yeah mm, I, I mean I honestly I look at Akira as maybe a next Mox yeah uh, he's on the deathmatch scene and he has uh, trained with some of my coaches as well. And I, I know him to be like a super talented guy. He's going to, he's going to be really good. Mox has outright worn his merch on TV before for the love yeah. of God. Yeah. We got some more super chats. Get him in guys. We are wrapping up. Corey says, if stardom does a future forbidden door, bring Kyrie Sane. that'd be a big one. Yeah. That'd be a big one. And Tom LaValle says one piece missing from the baddies, sunny kiss. I would love to see sunny kiss involved. Me too. Me too. 
Brent says, feels like some kind of collaboration with Stardom or Tokyo Pro. It seems like a no-brainer. Perhaps for an all-women's show. Why, why wait for an all-women's show? Integrate them. Like, yeah. don't, just go ahead and integrate them. And Jambeard says, if no women's matches happen at Forbidden Door, I think the following Dynamite should be an all-women's special. Don't count on it, buddy. No, I, I wouldn't well, mind I wouldn't, it, but don't. don't count on it, but I'd like to see it. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. We got shows all week long, as I've mentioned before. Alex, tell the people what you got going on. Uh, you can find me this Friday uh, talking about SmackDown. Um, finally, now, no weekend shows. Because well, two weeks ago, we had Double or Nothing. This past week, we had In Your House, uh, NXT. We had uh, Hell in a Cell. Finally, got a, a full weekend off. Um, and then we're probably back at it in a couple of weeks with Forbidden Door. Uh, but I'm always on there on, on FIFA Select on Mondays and Fridays, reviewing Raw and SmackDown. On Tuesdays, every week, we do on this year's channel the uh, NXT post show uh, with, with the wonderful Kate Elizabeth. Um, and then also on uh, Jimmy Van, the Fightful uh, Founders other channel, Know Your News, uh, tomorrow we have episode six of what we call Get the Flick Out of Here, where me and Kate review weird or crazy or bad, stupid. TV and movies, and this one we went weird, and we decided to go with an oldie but a goodie, Unsolved Mysteries. We each yeah, that's what I heard. Unsolved Mysteries. It was a lot of fun, so tune, tune into that on the Know Your News channel. You can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. I'm filming another appearance on the Know Your News channel. Uh, check that out, guys, but we got lots of content for you guys. This summer's going to be wild. We're covering AAA. We got more impact coverage, just a ton of stuff. Jam Beard wraps us up and says, Danhausen should have won the Battle Royal. Guys, I appreciate you. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.